You are listening to the audio version of the Bitcoin.com weekly news show with Roger Veer. For the full experience, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Welcome to the Bitcoin.com weekly news show. Today is Friday, June 12th, 2020. My name is Corbin Fraser, product manager for the Bitcoin.com wallet, and I'm here to give you the latest scoop on everything going on in the world of cryptocurrency. A user paid two separate transactions with $2.6 million in Ethereum fees, leading to several questions from the crypto community. So these two transactions occurred within 24 hours of one another, and it appears that a user sent 350 Ethereum, worth about $86,400, and paid 10,668 ETH, or $2.6 million, in those transaction fees. So notably, both those transactions originated from the same address to send only $134 worth of Ethereum. Data shows the same account is holding roughly $9 million worth of Ethereum. These transactions were mined by two different mining pools, Spark Pool and Ether Pool. The fact that these two different miners processed the transaction seems to attribute this to being just a mistake or potential bug with the trading bot. There were a lot of uh, accusations that this may have been money laundering, but the fact that it was done with two different mining pools leads many to think that it's probably not the case. And even Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin suggested that a protocol upgrade will improve the network and eliminate the need for these users to set fees manually. In a tweet, he said, Definitely a mistake. I'm expecting EIP-1559 to greatly reduce the rate of things like this happening by reducing the need for users to try to set fees manually. You can actually follow Vitalik Buterin on Twitter at Vitalik Buterin and read more about this entire story on news.bitcoin.com. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of jumped to conclusion on this entire news piece, if I'm going to provide a little little op-ed opinion on this. Um, I think once we saw that a second transaction occurred like this, it really does lead people to kind of assume that there's just a bug in some code here. Um, it's a really expensive bug and probably one that uh, would be very costly for, for whoever it is that's building the application on Ethereum. Um, expensive lessons to learn. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to kind of hear a little bit more about how this one plays out. Be sure to uh, check out news.bitcoin.com for some follow-ups on this. I'm sure we'll hear more. Next up, we've got Winklevoss twins score a film adaptation of Bitcoin billionaires in hope of resurrecting their reputation. So online industry news site Deadline revealed twins Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, founders of the regulated U.S. exchange Gemini, have scored a deal to bring the story of their cryptocurrency journey, as told in the book Bitcoin Billionaires, to the big screen. So the Zuckerberg character is ungrateful for any help along the way, but audiences reluctantly root and cheer for him when placed against the twins. Bitcoin Billionaires is uh, a revision and redemption for the Winklevoss twins, almost a purposeful dusting away of the black cloud that Mesrich uh, originally created in, in the story uh, that led to the original movie um, about Facebook. So this is all up for debate as well, and their involvement in Bitcoin has similar flavors to that of Facebook, depending on who you speak with which accounts and which accounts you read. In any event, the twins recently announced that they're teaming up with Stampede Ventures to co-produce a feature film adaptation of Bitcoin Billionaires. Ben immediately understood the promise of cryptocurrency and was serious about telling its story to the world, a public uh, statement from the twins explained. Whether you're a longtime hodler or have just arrived, we think that you will enjoy the colorful frontier days of cryptocurrency revolution that Ben Renzrich uh, has definitely captured in Bitcoin Billionaires. You can read more about the story on Coinspice.io. Uh, be sure to check them out at Coinspice, and uh, uh, you can read more news uh, as well on their on their uh, website. They've got a lot of great coverage. Um, big shout out to to the team behind Coinspice. I think they've done you know a lot of really great work in the in the past couple of years in terms of you know finding some new stories that, uh, you know, getting that breaking breaking news story. So it's very interesting to see. Next up, we've got the family of Pablo Escobar claimed to know the mysterious creator of Bitcoin. 
So reports stem from the financial columnist Greg Thompson and the family of Pablo Escobar. Uh, the claim is that these Escobars know the mysterious creator of Bitcoin. For those of you who may not know, uh, the Escobars have a bit of a past. Um, let's say it's maybe involved with some narcotics and drugs, and there's a bunch of movies and TV shows and stuff that all kind of play into uh, what was going down in, in, in Pablo Escobar's life. But uh, this recent news story, allegedly the notorious Escobar say that Satoshi Nakamoto was once known as a man named Yasutaka Nakamoto. And on June 6, 2020, an interesting theory emerged that claims that the family uh, knows the true identity. So the Escobar family and Escobar Inc. and family members have been dabbling with cryptocurrencies for a while now. This report stems from Cointelegraph reporter Greg Thompson, who spoke with a family friend called Olaf K. Gustafsson. And uh, they've got ties to Pablo Escobar's descendants. Uh, it seems like the Escobars are also working on some tech stuff. So I do have to wonder if a lot of this talk is just, uh, you know, to try to get some more cryptocurrency eyeballs on some of the tech products that they're releasing. I believe the latest has been a, a smartphone of some sorts. So next up on our stories list here, we've got several thousand bank accounts belonging to cryptocurrency traders have reportedly been frozen by Chinese police as a result of an extensive crackdown on illicit activities. Frozen accounts are not necessarily involved in wrongdoing and supposedly can be unfrozen if the authority finds no evidence of illicit activities. The police in China's Guangdong province have been freezing bank accounts of over-the-counter cryptocurrency buyers and sellers in the country. Chinese publication 8BTC reported on Monday that about 4,000 such bank accounts have been frozen since June 4th on the suspicion of being involved in some form of illicit activities, including money laundering. Chinese police have been ramping up efforts crack down on telecom fraud, gambling, and cryptocurrency scams, which could result in them freezing related bank accounts. One investor unexpectedly found that his bank account had been frozen after using Wan to buy cryptocurrency on a major crypto exchange a week ago. So it does seem like a lot of these particular news uh, stories related to these bank accounts getting frozen all seem to hint that it's just kind of a wide sweeping ban, but it does kind of make you wonder that if normal users of Bitcoin were just buying and selling, are also getting caught up in, in, in this sweep, that maybe there is some, uh, let's just say some interesting things that I guess the government are looking at in terms of how people are handling and dealing with their cryptocurrency. So definitely more, more news to watch from China. I'll be interested to see how that, that one plays out as well. Next off, we've got a number of Hong Kong vending machines support Bitcoin cash payments over BTC. So just recently, cryptocurrency evangelist Roger Veer you may know him from this video series, which he normally is on, uh, shared a video on Twitter that shows a number of vending machines in Hong Kong that accept Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum. But what surprised many was that uh, they weren't accepting Bitcoin, otherwise known as BTC. The reason Bitcoin Cash is supported by these vending machines in Hong Kong is because Bitcoin transaction fees have skyrocketed in the past two years and are currently 1,931 times more expensive than Bitcoin Cash transactions. In the early days, when Bitcoin fees were cheaper, vending machines that utilized BTC were gathering steam. Unfortunately, the network clog and higher fees have made it so Bitcoin vending machines are not realistic if they're powered by the BTC network. Considering you could be paying $2 in fees, it's not surprising that, when, that they wouldn't accept a cryptocurrency where the fees are higher than the value of the item being sold. In this case, it's just a can of Coke. So the real reason the vending machines in Hong Kong accept Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum is because it's not sustainable to run a vending machine operation with BTC's expensive and unreliable transaction fees. You can learn more about Bitcoin fees at bitcoin.com slash getting started and uh, be sure to follow Roger K. Veer on Twitter for a lot, of, lot more good crypto takes on all of the latest news and events going on. And of course, if you're in Hong Kong and, and have any videos of, of you 
buying uh, Coca-Cola with Bitcoin Cash. We'd love to see them. Be sure to tag us at Bitcoin.com on Twitter and uh, share us a video. We'd really love to check that out. Next off, we've got an exciting one for the SLP community. So SLPLottery.cash allows users to reward randomly drawn SLP token holders. So inspired by Bitcoin.com's very own SLP dividend creator, an anonymous team has released SLPLottery.cash, which allows Bitcoin Cash and SLP users to easily run their own lottery. The idea is pretty simple. So you mint a token using mint.bitcoin.com. Give those tokens away to users with the Bitcoin.com wallet or any other SLP supporting wallet, and then visit SLPLottery.cash and follow the steps to choose total number of lottery winners to receive some BCH. So this is a great opportunity to spread adoption of Bitcoin Cash and tokens at local meetups, uh, events, conferences, live streams, fundraisers, or you know even small backyard barbecues. Uh, so you can give it a try and share us a video of you know you guys uh, running your own lottery and uh, you know getting some winners on video. We'd love to see that. Uh, share us a tweet at Bitcoin.com on Twitter with the hashtag SLP Lottery. Um, and for those of you who've never minted a token, go check out mint.bitcoin.com. It's an easy way to get started in terms of creating an asset on the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. It's fast, cheap, and reliable, and uh, all you need is a little bit of Bitcoin Cash in order to uh, create it. You can also, on mint.bitcoin.com, use the faucet, uh, which allows you to get some free Bitcoin Cash to get started, and then you can actually use that to uh, play around with, with the tool. It's really exciting stuff. Great work, SLP Lottery guys, whoever you are. Great work. Awesome. Roger K. Veer donates 10K in Bitcoin Cash to Casa de Amparo Children's Shelter. Just recently, Bitcoin.com's Roger Veer donated $10,000 worth of Bitcoin Cash to the charitable organization Casa de Amparo, a 501c3 charity serving the greater San Diego community that helps children escape child abuse and neglect. Veer don donated the money to help the Casa de Amparo Children's Shelter because it was one of the hardest hit programs after the coronavirus lockdowns and industry shutdowns hurt the uh, local economy. Bitcoin Cash can be used to save 20 percent on Amazon purchases using purse.io. So if Casa de Amparo uses the Bitcoin Cash on purse, they could actually get about $12,000 worth of goods with that donation. So the gift of $10,000 worth of Bitcoin Cash to Casa de Amparo will go to children in need and kids who deserve a shelter. If you'd like to donate to Casa de Amparo and help support, uh, go visit their website at casadeamparo.org slash donate underscore via underscore Bitcoin. And you can uh, follow the steps there to pay using BitPay. And of course, you can read more about that on news.bitcoin.com. And that sums up everything on the Bitcoin.com Weekly News Show. Uh, I'm sure Roger V will be back on the next one, but uh, fortunately, he called me in to uh, call in from between two ferns here. Um, my name is Corbin Fraser. It's been an honor being back on the show. It's been a little while. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave some comments below. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time.